The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. For some football talk. This is from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach Al Gross. We'll tackle the personal and unheard stories of the players, coaches, and fans. And we'll score with the stories and headlines from this week in college and pro football. Now, here's the coach, Al Gross, with Derek Kennard. Welcome to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. Coach Al Gross is no longer with with the show, but you do have myself, Derek Kennard, here at uh, From Under the Helmet. Hey, we have a fantastic show for a lineup for you today. We just want to get the business out of the way of this darn CBA. You know, we got the upcoming season coming up in the fall, and uh, we don't want nothing to impede upon our football people here in America because we love our football because this is the number one sport in America. And, you know, I just uh, I just have a hard time on all these millionaires fighting over billion and billions of dollars, but we, we, we need to talk about it because it's, uh, it's part of the top news and discussions uh, that uh, headline sports today. Now, we have the CBA has continued on with their discussions this week, and we have issues with um, the nine, what is it, $9.3 billion of uh, revenue that is being collected by the owners that need to be shared by the players uh, with the players to allow the revenue sharing as uh as the collective of bargaining agreement continues with their discussions. Now we, uh, we did take the weekend off from this, uh, discussing with the owners about, uh, about the ongoing, uh, uh, negotiations and the mediator is doing a great job. He's doing a great job of not allowing these two parties to be in the same room. And I believe that is a wonderful thing, uh, uh, especially since we had some issues with the owners uh, having some, some rhetoric with, uh, with one of our players, uh, Mr. Manning. Uh, that was, was not appropriate uh, for them to, to use some language, some harsh language uh, about uh, not understanding a spreadsheet. Now, that was a slap in the face, and not only to him, but to all current and former players that uh, he has the, the galls to think that we as a players uh, collectively uh, cannot read a, 
uh, Excel spreadsheet. Uh, now, we all know that most of us been to college and or have finished college. And, and I am a college graduate. And, uh, and, uh, and I was downright disgusted with that comment. And, uh, you know, that, uh, that is something <clears throat> that uh, the mediator has kept the two apart about that. But, hey, the extension uh, this past weekend was extended to this Friday, uh, March the 11th at midnight. Uh, the discussions will cease uh, at midnight, and it's uh, uh, from there. Will there be a lockout? I doubt it. We have the NFL Players Union has put together a decertification uh, uh, mechanism, uh, for the lack of a better term, for, I say us, because as a former player, I, they are working towards uh, increasing our retirement funds for former players as well as the current players. Uh, we have the worst retirement package benefits uh, uh, in all of sports. It is a travesty that uh, the owners have treated the former players in such a horrible way. They are embarrassed by this and they are they have stepped to the forefront to uh, to hopefully rectify some of these some of these issues that the uh, they want to they want to continue to improve upon, and uh, I tell you, you know, this uh, looking at the Major League Baseball and turn around and look at the uh, uh, the NBA on how those two leagues stick together collectively as a unit and they go in and um, and uh, they're not working with hostile hostile at, uh, uh, adversaries as well so it's it's pretty mutual agreements and there's not much much fighting because of the the solidarity of the of their unions is is uh, extremely uh extremely solid so we need to be that way in the nfl we have to work towards that and uh, i believe we're doing that now all right we have the extension has been moved to the friday so we're at midnight we're gonna uh, are we gonna have to have a lockout i doubt it why well i tell you what once the sort of decertification takes place, they are they are no longer they meaning the NFL owners are no longer in position to impose a lockout amongst the players and the rest of the the staff and uh, uh, all employees would be locked out of the NFL offices and the owners and players will have to come to an agreement before everybody resumes back to work. So it would be a, a, a complete and total lockout of all players and, and administrative. So we are working towards not having any of that happen. So hopefully hope and pray that that does because I tell you I might go in I might go into having some shakes if uh, the NFL locks us out and and then we not have a season. But with this 9.3 billion to be shared, there that's the big elephant in the room and it's got to be discussed and it's got to get resolved. That's the elephant in the room and that's been the biggest sticking point uh that uh uh, they've been passing the the uh, mediator back and forth to try to rectify or come to an agreement. And 
Um, with that said, they uh, have a tendency to move from that subject to another subject, which is the uh, uh, former players' uh, retirement funds. And I know that the, the owners uh, would like to uh, increase and do something about the former players and their injuries and making the game safer and all those things. So I'm not sure if they have our best interests at hand when they want to increase this season from a 16-game season to an 18-game season. Um, that, you know, it's as tough enough as 16 games as a player. But as a fan, I love to see a 18-game uh, schedule as a fan. Uh, why? I think four games in the season is uh, the preseason is is uh, it's, it's a mockery. It's just, you don't get to see the marquee players that you wanted to see. You wanted you want to see Brett Favre play. You want to see Michael Vick play. You want to see the guys out there playing that are your favorite players that play during the season, and they may play a series or two during the preseason, and then they're done. And then, of course, um, that brings about the the uh, opportunity for the, the the new players coming out of college that have been drafted. It's time for them to show why they were drafted in, in such a high round and in such high regard. So that is an opportunity for them to show the world why. They're here, but uh, you know that uh, the transition from collegiate to the NFL—it is a harsh, it's a harsh transition because I tell you they throw a whole lot at you in a very short period of time, and you have to translate that you've learned out there in the uh, in the classroom, out back out to the field, and it's a, it's a tough transition. So, yes, yes, yes. All right. With that said, I'd like to uh, talk about the uh, the, uh, the football being the richest sport in America, and we have the players, the current players, are trying to come to a vote, and I don't believe we have any former players at the table to vote on some of the issues that uh, we're trying to rectify as far as the retirement of current players uh, to retirement players. But um, I, I believe there are all current players that are get an opportunity to vote on that. And uh, with that in mind, you the current players got to know that, hey, you're only going to spend less than a quarter of your life playing football. The rest of it's going to be uh, – you know, you're going to spend the rest of the three quarters of your life not playing football. So you you want to make a wise decision, and and uh, believe me, it's uh, it's totally different here on the other side. Once you played, and you know you don't you, they don't put you at the front of the line at the at the restaurants like you used to. You in the back of the line, big fella. You <laughs> all those all those wonderful things you used to do when you was uh, when you was a player. It no longer exists, big fella. But you. Don't step out there on this side of the uh, of the line and and think you're gonna have those entitlements in front of you, big fella. You it's, it's totally different on this side. You better finish your degree and and I encourage you to get your education and and develop yourself a craft to to uh, to work once you're done to, to so you and your family can continue to push forward and strive forward and you're able to to uh, support your family. All right, now. Uh, we have coming up on our next segment, we have uh, 
opening the books to to uh, to to the players association is one of my topics I like to discuss about uh, about the negotiations and and how the NFL has uh, has not opened their books and how we want them to open their books to us and when I tell you uh, you know we we had such a tough adversary with uh, them having their way for so long and and now we are we we have some real tough people in that room and they're trying to shake things up and and get it going and I think they're doing a wonderful job of it and I know we won last week with that with that victory in in uh, in, in the Supreme Court but uh, we the the fight as uh, as they said USC the fight on baby fight on so we we're fighting on to keep this thing alive for not not only the players but the fans we want to we want to put a product out there on the field in September so everybody can enjoy their fall when it goes down out there on the football field. Hey, I want to come back after a tic-tac and after these messages, we're going to pay some bills, big baby. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You'll hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Welcome to Inside the Trenches, everyone, the interactive show that is sweeping across the nation here on Voice America Sports, simply with your host, 12-year pro football veteran, yes, of course, the voice of America, R. Cal Trula. We're bringing it to you. The day starts at noon, and so does Inside the Trenches, 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, bringing you the ins and outs, letting you know what's going on in and around sports and also in and around your neck of the woods. So if you want to be on the show and you want to be a part of the show, simply go to InsideTheTrenches.com and let's make this thing happen for you the interactive show that is sweeping across the nation inside the trenches your show spin it with chuck foreman has a spin on so much that's going on it will be hard to fit it all into the promo we'll talk about the weekend games what to look forward to hot topics in the news spin it old school which gives a back in the day approach from chuck a no spin zone where chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news happenings and more it's football news and happenings tune in for spin it with chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Ennard and the coach Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7trey at yahoo.com. 
now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. Hey, uh, Coach Al Gross is no longer with us on the show, but hey, you still have me. Your boy, Derek, Derek Kennard at DK, baby. I'm still here with you. All right. We uh, were talking about the NFL and uh, collective bargaining agreement, and we are encouraging the owners to open their books for us so we could have a uh, a good look on what we're sharing and what we're not sharing. But we're having difficulties doing that, both with the mediators and or in, in, in uh, real life. So it's uh, it's been a tough, tough tough thing to do but you know those those are one of the sticking points as well when we talk about the collective bargaining agreement uh when i when i throw out my acronyms of my cba that's what i'm talking about i'm talking about the collective bargaining agreement now when uh i just want to say that the mediator once again has been doing a great job and uh and the keeping the two groups um, out of the same room, and I, you know, that's the that's the job of the mediator. He is going back and forth, talking to both parties and trying to come to an a, a amicable agreement that is uh, it's uh, that is both resourceful for for both parties. And I I am just uh, uh, appalled by by. You know the the money that we're talking about is so much money, but uh, we we need to resolve this so so everybody can feel that they they are they are uh, they are uh, being being appreciated. So I I you know <clears throat> keep your feelings out the room. If everybody keep their feelings out the room, I think it'll be okay. <laughs> All right, let's move forward. Now we have uh, we have the. Combine has taken place, and I know we had a a uh, wonderful showing out of uh, of a bunch of defensive linemen, and uh, one of them was a was a kid out of Wisconsin named J.J. Watt, and he was uh, he was fantastic, and uh, he did had a good a good showing, and I think he added some stock to his uh, to his draft uh, uh, in the draft and uh, I know he was impressed with doing the season I've had an opportunity to watch him and uh, he is uh, he's an awesome awesome specimen and I would have loved to had an opportunity to block that young fellow but you know that is neither here or there hey we have also uh, another one that has has added some stock uh, uh, to his draft is uh, um, a friend of mine's son. His name is uh, uh, Cameron Jordan. Uh, Cameron Jordan is out of University of Cal Berkeley, and uh, he had a wonderful showing at the uh, NFL Combine and did a wonderful job of both the 40-yard dash as well as the bench press and the uh, – and the, uh, uh, the the cone drill. The cone drill is a, is a change of directions, and uh, he he did a masterful job of of changing directions and uh, and accelerating at the point of attack. And uh, man, what a what a wonderful job, Mister uh, 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 Jordan at home, as Steve Jordan and his wife did with raising his uh, his kids. Because there's some really good kids out there that. Uh, that are looking really good for this draft, and I'm I'm excited. I'm, I'm excited about it. And 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 in the back 
background of all that. I, I'm, I'm, you know, is that darn CBA? We got to get that thing done so we can we can move forward and look at things in a positive light uh, as far as the NFL, uh, especially after what a um, you know a, a great job that the NFL did in Dallas with with uh, with the with everything that went uh, went on with Dallas. I know we had some uh, we had some bumpy roads there too with some fans not getting their seats, but. They they have redeemed themselves by by way of paying them back by uh, for future uh, Super Bowls as well as um, as well as uh, uh, hotel rooms and and uh, transportation. So, Matt Jerry Jones is uh, righting his wrongs by doing so, and I and I can appreciate that as a as a fan. All right, and with those guys um, uh, up in their stock and. Um, a dark horse that is not one of the top defensive ends, but probably should be considered. That did some some good work on his uh, uh, day up there at the combine was a kid named Dante Mock, out of University of Nevada. That's right, my alma mater. This kid ran a four four in the forty. And you know this uh, sets him up to possibly do some coverage, uh, coverage as well as a as a linebacker. But boy, what a specimen to have coming off the edge! And you know, speed kills. This kid can turn it on, and to watch him uh, doing his uh, workouts was a wonderful, wonderful thing because I, I don't think I've ever seen. A defensive end run a faux faux uh, and turn that corner, and that's uh, this going to be nice to see this season. I'm um, having having uh, uh, flashes of well, what, who in the heck going to draft this kid, and possibly in the late first round or maybe early in the second round. I think he is a uh, he has uh, increased his stock by. This forty time and how, what he did up there at the combine, and he is a true specimen, and I believe somebody's going to have a diamond in the rough coming out of Nevada again. And I tell you, I'm going to be excited to uh, include him into the big ring of honor we have down there at the uh, at the university once he establishes himself in the NFL. All right, that fella <clears throat> by the name of me mark it down Dante Mock, a full four. Well, that brings him up there with me when I was a young, stealth young man at a four seven five. So he, he that, that that's nothing to sneeze at either. Big fella like me moving down the, down the line like that is uh, hey, hey, <laughs> some it's some old folks I know that uh, that uh, used to run a whole lot faster than that. They can't get down the track like that, big fella. Not right now. And I can still shake my money maker, big fella. You better believe it. All right, I should be having some callers calling in now. And, um, hey, be sure to call in at 888-346-9144. I want to hear what you have to say about some of the things I'm talking about here, both the collective bargaining agreement as well as some of the uh, uh, defensive linemen that uh, uh, have upped their, their stock at the NFL Combine. All right. My next, my next topic I'd like to discuss is, uh, we have a helmet issue and, um, with, with the helmets, we have guys wearing ponytails and braids and all kind of other stuff. So they're not getting the helmet fitted properly on their heads and, and, uh, along with the equipment, I'm not sure if we're putting the proper equipment on, uh, 
on the uh, on these players. But back in the day when I was growing up and and during my NFL days, we had the bike helmet and the Rydell helmet was the only two helmets you had to choose from. And of course, that bike helmet it has a um, it has a blow up thing. If you can add air to it if uh if you choose to tighten that helmet up a bit and it's just a little heavier than that right L helmet but you have a choice and you can add uh, add a little uh, air to it and the, the trainer uh uh the trainer the equipment trainer will come around to find out if players need additional air in the helmet while we're warming up and stretching out there out there on the field and and you can just see the guy going around with that little pump in his hand said hey you need to tighten that thing up big fella we're gonna be a it's gonna be a big game big fella you might want to tighten that chair strap up and get a little more air in your helmet because it's gonna be a good one it's gonna be a lights out night and i tell you i would add a little just because of that i would add just a little more air under in my helmet so we when I light up somebody, it will it, uh, the impact won't hurt as bad. Now, see, I, when I say that, I I'm thinking about an impact, and uh, if you have not strapped it on and and don't understand what I'm saying, it's almost like hitting a, a going in uh, 25, 30 miles an hour and running, run right on into your garage and tell me how you feel after that and do it a few times. <laughs> I tell you what, it won't feel too good, big fella. You'll have a little time, a hard time getting up in the morning uh, after after those collisions. All right. Now we uh, we uh, had a little discussion a few weeks back with with a young man that uh, 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 was a guest speaker, and he he spoke about how we're trying to improve the product that we're putting on the, on on the young kids as well as these NFL players on down to college. Uh, in high school, uh, we we want to put a good product on the head so we can l- limit these concussions. And so everybody comes out of this game, whether you're young uh, or, or you're older, to to come out of this game uh, still with a with a good uh, with good health and 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 able to function well as a person in our society. We don't. We don't want to see a Dave Durson situation where a guy is, uh, is uh, you know, is going through depression and going through some things that, uh, and then uh, we, you know, we didn't see this coming. But uh, you know, then, then of course the uh, apparent suicide that occurred. It was a tough, it was a tough ordeal for everyone here at Voice America and from under the helmet here with myself and uh, uh, the, the former coach uh, Al Gross here that was here. So. So we will have our Coach Al Gross on in future times, but not now. You, you got me, big fella, and you better like it. And i tell you what, um, we are going to go into talking about some collegiate things that are coming up here, um, uh, which is – uh, which is a uh, the phenom that is on YouTube, uh, the the Zach in in your, uh the long snapper out of Washington State. He's done a few things on on YouTube that's really fascinated the world. He's getting a lot of hits on that thing, and then um, I also would. Uh, 
talk about uh, some more about this Dante Mock out of Nevada with his speed, this him running his Dante Mock, and he's, he he act like he's a Mock four 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 out of Nevada. The speed kills, big fella, I tell you. And then you know we, when then we uh, later on we'll wrap it up with some other some other things uh, about about the NFL and some of our promos. But right now we want to take you back and have a tic tac and come right back with after these messages. Internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Do you think that all of the generic financial information you get every day is hard to navigate? You need to tune in to Duffy's Financial Playbook. Every weekend, Andreas Duffy will help you filter out this information and turn it into wisdom that you can really use. Be informed about the financial decisions you're about to make instead of just blindly making decisions. Andre's connections in the business and professional sports world will help you so you don't need to worry about your financial success. Tune in to Duffy's Financial Playbook, Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Sports. Don't miss the show that gives you exclusive access to your favorite pro athletes off the field and in our communities. Join host Nick Murphy for Heroes Radio. Hear it directly from the source as we take you behind the scenes with your favorite stars. It's sports, community, entertainment, and fun. And it's all part of Heroes Radio. Tune in Friday afternoons at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, only on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the inside scoop on the Georgia Bulldogs. Tune in to Keelan Johnson on College Football Game Day on the radio and every day on KeelanJohnson.com. On Keelan's Keeping It Real Radio, you can talk to Keelan and his former teammates about the Bulldogs, college football, and all things sports. Keelan's the go-to analyst for Bulldog football on pre- and post-game television on KeelanJohnson.com. And now, every week on the Voice America Sports Channel, tune in every college game day for Keelan Johnson, Keeping It Real Radio, Saturdays at 11 a.m. Eastern and 8 a.m. Pacific. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Ennard and the coach Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7drey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Ennard at... Uh, I tell you, boy, we got a, uh, a, a another another sensation that came out across YouTube this week, and um, well, the, I, I, I saw it at the end of last week, and it came out that uh, this long snapper out of Washington State uh, has just been uh, lighting it up with the ball between his legs and just long snapping it through. Truck windows. Uh, he's been uh, hitting dishes as somebody just flicking dishes, and uh, I, you know, this this kid is uh, just doing a phenomenal job with this. And 
I want to want to take on this caller to see what he think about this phenom of him. I want to know uh, Morris. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. How you doing, Morris the Cat? All right. How you doing? <laughs> All right, man. Are you are you at work or are you at home with the grandkids? I'm at home with I'm at home with the grandkids. Wow, man, that's a that's amazing, man. That uh, the life has just come full circle for you, where you was Morris the cat and skit scatting across the field out out in Nevada, both in the San Joaquin Valley of Stockton, California as well, big fella. What what's going on in Stockton? Man, you getting y'all getting a lot of rain there? Yeah, we we had we had to wait. We rained over the weekend a couple of days, and I guess late Saturday night, early Sunday. So you know, it's, it's now it's kind of it's kind of dry right now, uh, it's overcast, but it's all right. It's still nice. What do you think about the, the collective bargaining agreement with these millionaires fighting billionaires with about all this money? And and uh, you, do you think we're going to have a lockout or or, or, or the decertification is going to take place? What do, what do you think is going to happen? No, I think I think that they will come to an agreement because they, they, that's a lot of money that the owners that have uh, been putting away for a long time. And I think the players deserve some of that. Yeah. And, 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 and another thing about the 18-game schedule, you know, that's, yeah, that, that's kind of long. And, and you got these rookies coming in, and they're not giving them opportunity enough time to make a team just by having two preseason games. So a lot of people are going to get messed around, you know, if they go to the 18-game uh, schedule. Yeah, and I, I believe one of the things that the uh, players are demanding, if they do go to an 18-game schedule, they're going to have to increase that roster from a 53-man roster to a 63-man uh, roster because of the injury it imposes upon the players for going an entire 18 games. It's a, it's a, it's taxing on the body, and uh, you know, you and I have both been uh, have, have suffered through some injuries uh, through the years, and and you know that uh, the the season can be grueling. Am I right? Yeah, that, that that is true. But I can understand that that the owners don't don't want that that extra five man on on the on the roster because that's also money, you know, and it's all about the money, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. But they they want to have the eighteen game schedule, but they don't, they want to keep the roster the same, and that's and that's put a lot of pressure on that fifty three man roster if they go eighteen men. You know, I mean, eighteen to eighteen game schedule. So I think that's going to be a touchy subject right there because because they fought. Cause I remember back about twenty years ago, it was only it was only forty five or forty eight. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think it was forty eight, right. yeah. and they had a hard time getting that extra five to make it fifty three. So I don't think that uh, they want to. The owners don't want to do that. So it's going to. That's going to. That's that's right there is going to. It's going to be a real. Uh, uh, nail, nail biter. Yeah, yeah. Well, Modi, I know you. You've been a, you've been a safety. You've been a cornerback, and you also have been a running back uh, back in your days. But hey. What is going on with the safety of these helmets, man? You, you know, I know you see guys getting their helmets popped off, and I, the guys that are getting their helmet popped off, I know they have those soft, cushiony, whoopee cushion things on their chin strap, and they, they don't have it strapped on properly. And then I see guys that's, uh, you know, they got the dreadlocks or the or the big ponytail or something in the head, and they don't have a helmet fitting them properly, and the, the helmet kind of swirls around the head because they have a helmet that is uh, actually is just 
just too big for the helmet, for the head. So you know, what's your thoughts about how in the heck they're going to resolve this concussion thing with, with the research, with the human body, both with, uh, along with the piece of equipment that they're putting on the head? Uh, you know, what, which approach would you take? Well, it's really, really no, no approach because you know playing playing in the NFL is a violent sport. Yeah. So you're getting people uh, bigger, faster, stronger. So you know there's always going to be concussions. At the limit they're going now, it's, it's going to continue to happen regardless of the safety helmets. Regardless if they do, if they if they make it better, it's still it's still going to it's still going to have concussions. There's no way around that. I mean, because people are bigger, faster, and stronger, and you know, and so that right there take care of itself. There's no way around it because it's violent. It's a violent sport. Yeah, so yeah. You got that. I got to go with the game. Right, right. But you know, we do have we do have technology such as golf that is, uh, you know, some people think that uh, uh, they have these super golf clubs that allow these players to hit the ball super far. And I thought it was a mockery or or just a uh, uh, just a little trickery to get guys to buy more equipment. But then you go out there and hit with some of that stuff, and it do make the ball go farther with the technology. So it the technology has convinced me that we can rise above some of these issues that we have as humans to to uh, uh, enhance our performance, such as the, not getting these concussions. We they should be able to make something where we don't get your cage rattled so hard where you're having some of these uh, concussion syndromes, disorders that, that these guys are having, you know, so... Well, I, I go like like this, okay. Just like just like in the uh, in the army, okay. You got these guys carrying around uh, seventy five pounds on their back, you know, walking, you know, doing the training, okay. Like in the NFL, you know, they you know they want guys to to, to to be fast and be strong and hit hard. I mean, that's extra weight you're carrying, on, you know, because I don't, I don't care what kind of technology they have, you know, to have a helmet that that. That outweighs, you know, your shoulder pads, and I mean that's, I mean that's, I mean nobody wants that. If they, as a football player, you want to be as, as fast, as quick as possible, because that, because being fast and quick is, well, well is, is your safety, you know, right, right, you know, is for for your safety because as fast as you go, you can break the tackles, you can make people miss, you know, and then you also can hit harder by going fast. But I don't think you know with the technology they they're going to make the helmet heavier. It's not going to do no good, you know. Okay, you know, so that's that's my opinion. Okay. Well, listen, uh, uh, what do you think about that sensation that's been doing this thing on YouTube? With, uh, have you seen this This kid? His, his name is Zach in- Inyard. Uh, Zach Inyard has been, he's out of Oregon State. He's been uh, a long snapper, and he's, he's just been snapping the ball through win- windows of uh, his truck. He's been hitting hitting uh, plates out of the sky. This guy is just, he's just amazing on how, have you seen this kid? No, no, I have not. I have not seen that on, on YouTube yet. But I know my son has. He's he's down in that area. I'm gonna have to call him, give him a call, and see if he's seen it. Because I, I have not seen it yet. So. Wow! But that is a, that is quite amazing that people can do that. You know, I mean, that's a that's a that's a trade that you know, people. You know, that's all they do. You know, they get paid for doing just that. You know, so I'm sure he put a lot of hours, a lot of hard work on doing that. So. 
Yeah, yeah, we have a, a, a we have a guy by the, by the name of Dell Hellestray that was with the Cowboys for I don't know 15, 17 years, and and with the Buffalo Bills for a couple of years. But uh, that guy was he's he spent the whole uh, his whole career as a, a long snapper out of University of Texas. But you know, and he made a career of it, and uh, he was a backup player as a, of mine. And I tell you, man, he made a career of it, and he did a wonderful job of it. Yeah, there's 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 guys that's that's been in the league fifteen, 15 been in the league longer than quarterbacks. <laughs> so, so, I mean, I can understand it because that you know you you can't get that ball back there fast enough unless you have somebody doing it, and somebody that has experience and 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 is a veteran and been in the league that long. I mean, hey, and I'm telling you, they they they, they plan. That's they, right. They, they're in the league. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, well, Morty, I want to thank you for calling in, man. I appreciate you, big fella, and I'll talk to you later, okay? Okay, okay. Get you too. All right, man. God bless. Talk to you later. Uh, okay, bye. All right. We have another caller, Stephen Edwards. Are you there, sir? Derek, Mr. Kennard, how are you? Oh, fine. yourself, man? Well, how you doing with the new house, man? The new house up and ready to go? Are we ready to barbecue yet? That new house is beyond belief. <laughs> we need to have a charity event there. I have a front yard, I have a courtyard, and I have a backyard. Well, you keep that up, man. We're going to have to do a live show along with a charity event at the same time, big fella. You know we'll do it big. You, you can do that. I'm going to have a volleyball court or a sports court with some b-ball in the back, so we're going to have plenty of room to do all that. It's just <laughs> it's going to be a blast. Also, what's the subject matter, man? The D-linemen, how are they doing? Their health? <laughs> well, yes. Uh, you know, I was I was looking at uh, some of the top guys that's coming into the to NFL from uh, from the uh, 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 collegiates, and I was wondering, what did, did you have a favorite that is coming out of the draft that had done well in, in, in collegiate that is uh, coming out of the collegiate ranks and going to the NFL? Well, who is your favorite to be drafted as number one as the number one D lineman coming? into the draft oh on a defensive end you know the one guy comes to my mind because i don't have a lot of names on these guys i will tell you uh, i don't know if it's alabama i don't know if it was auburn's team with uh, cam the quarterback but one of those guys i saw in the bowl game was just lightning fast it's it's in, in the fact he had four sacks in the ball game, I don't know if they were in the Orange Bowl or the Sugar Bowl, and I, and I apologize, I don't have his name, but, you know, what I will tell you is what I'm seeing more than ever before with these linemen is they're, six, they're 350 pounds, six foot three or four. It ain't like the old days. These guys, <laughs> these guys got a lot of speed yeah, yeah. and strength, and, you know, they're not the uh, who, – who's that guy in Pittsburgh, that Hawaiian dude? He's He's huge, but he's – He's fast. Yeah, he is. He is really fast. Yeah, we the guy you're talking about from this past year was uh, with a kid from Auburn named Nick Fairley. He uh, he he was a phenom coming in uh, into this yeah. combine, and that guy lit it up at the uh, Fiesta Bowl, and he just absolutely lit it up with Auburn. And boy, what a game! And what a show did he put on for the for the NFL fans to see a preview of of, of his talents to come. Who do you think is going to take him in the draft? 
Well, uh, it's going to be a tough one. I don't, I don't know if uh, he's going to be down there for for Buffalo to get. Uh, I think Buffalo is what uh, fourth or fifth pick coming out, and yeah, they were. Uh, and so it's uh, it's going to be tough, man. I know we got a we got a bunch of cor- uh, cornerbacks that are coming out that is uh, starting to creep up towards number one, and uh, with Fairley, with Fairley is uh, I don't I don't think Carolina is going to take him at the first pick with the quarterback issues they're having. They may have. They, they may have to take a quarterback because they're having so many issues what is, there. What are you hearing in the draft with the Cardinals? What what I'm not understanding is why they're not being more aggressive. As soon as they knew Warner was retiring, why they weren't more aggressive with a legitimate quarterback, trying to bring in a little Max from Mesa, <laughs> and, and nothing derogatory towards him, but he is not an NFL quarterback. He's six foot high, right. and, he, and he's never going to make it. He doesn't have to meet. He doesn't have the speed. He doesn't have the knowledge. I mean, he's a good quarterback, maybe as a third backup for some team, but I don't know. The guy's just way too young to be putting him up in a starting position. And then the other guy, who was the other guy we had all year that we benched? Uh, Derek Anderson, D.A. To begin with, yeah. why we brought him in, he was never our starting back, at least not last year and certainly not for the Cardinals. And, and the thing with letting Matt go, and I'm not going to – uh, you know, sit there and try to protect Matt. I think he's a great guy. Yeah. But at least he was more into the system. And, and Coach, he just needed to relax and not give him a hard time. Yeah. He's made a lot of money from the Cardinals. Let him earn it now. And then if you don't like him after this year, but he was definitely your best choice for the year. So yeah. if you're going to let Liner go, then you can't depend on the two backups he had. That was a pathetic display right, of right. coaching for the whole year. That was unexcusable. You are correct, man. And I, you know, you know I, I, I wish they would have done a better job of managing that, but they didn't. Uh, DA didn't uh, come through for us, and they let Liner go. They made a mess of it. Now they're trying to clean it up. And it's, yeah, uh, who I, are they trying to get now for the draft? I'm hearing no noise that they're going after a good quarterback. No, they're not going after anybody in the draft. They're going to try to do it in, in the free agent market and uh, I don't see any other person available except Cole. Well, Carson Palmer or, wants to leave Cincy. That's the only one. I. That's the only name that's readily available, as far as I understand, right now. Yeah, McNabb would like to come here, but uh, they're, uh, they're not willing to let him go for nothing, and, and they don't want to give him a, what they're asking. So it's going to be a well, tough deal. They may have to, and McNabb can get released. Well, but the thing is, is nothing is going to happen until they get this collective bargaining situation. And, and, and the thing is, right now, it's a situation. But if they don't get it resolved in a week or two, it's going to be more than a situation. It's going to be a fiasco. Yes, it will be. And the fans are going to turn on these guys. Yeah. <laughs> and they, I mean, look at Jerry Jones having a stadium worth a billion dollars, having to... Uh, shut the season down this year. Can you imagine what that's going to Wow. Jones, Jerry Jones is not going to let that happen. And, hey, we have to go pay some bills, and we'll be right back after a tic-tac. You going to hang on there, big fella? Yeah. <laughs> the opening kickoff is a beauty. It's a fly ball deep right field. That goes O'Neal. He's at the shot. Got it. With 2.8 seconds left to left. I don't care where they put him. This one is out of here. From high school to the pros, we, we cover everything. Let your voice be heard. Voice America Sports. 
Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football related topics on the program from under the helmet with your hosts, Derek Ennard and the coach, Al Gross. You will hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and their weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You are listening to From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard and the coach, Al Gross. We want to hear from you now. Call in with your comments, questions, or whatever to 1-888-346-9144. Or shoot us an email to dk7trey at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back from Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. And, uh, hey, we've had a couple of call-ins. And what <laughs> we, we, we just had uh, Stephen just rip the Cardinals for, for uh, picking up D.A. And, uh, and uh, D.A. and uh, Derek Anderson didn't have a, uh, a stellar year at all. He, uh, uh, and, of course, the Cardinals let go of Matt Leinart. And uh, that, that uh, USC kid is, uh, hasn't found a home yet. So he's a free agent this offseason, and I hope he does find a home. But I believe the Cardinals, to answer Mr. Edwards' question of what kind of noise is coming out of the Cardinals' camp, I believe the Cardinals are still waiting for something to happen uh, in the free agent market with uh, Kolb out of the out of the uh, Philadelphia Eagles or something to occur with uh McNabb and uh, McNabb has a, just entirely too big of a price tag on him right now, and they gave it, they've given him over twenty million dollars this past season, and uh, it's going to be a tough task to bring him in to to the Cardinals. But you know, if they want to they want to win, they're going to have to spend some money to get McNabb in here, and, uh, and they're going to have to do the same with uh, Cole because Cole has really proved himself proven himself to be a more than a manageable. Uh, 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 offensive threat uh, for the Cardinals' offense. So the Cardinals are going to have so have a lot of work to do in the offseason. And uh, I tell you, this uh, this collective bargaining agreement situation is being a big elephant in the room for as far as them pushing forward with the course of their offseason. So a lot, a lot, a lot to do uh, this offseason for the Cardinals. And you want to look, uh, look further west <clears throat> with the Oakland Raiders and, you know, look at the needs and wants that uh, the Oakland Raiders uh, will take in the draft. And, you know, how high are the Raiders uh, being viewed to pick in the draft? I have no idea. But, hey, let's take a look at that and see what and where in the heck are they picking in the draft anyway? Because you know what's going to happen? Uh, the 
Raiders normally pick the best player on the board, not necessarily as uh, as a need. So, so that is uh, something to look at when you are looking at your team. Are they picking from a standpoint of need, or is the, are they picking a player that is a uh, what is it called uh, the best player on the board? That's uh, that's something to to, to look at because you know uh, uh, back when the Cardinals picked back in uh, uh, the early two thousands, um, the mid two thousands, uh, they had an opportunity to take. Uh, uh, T. Sizzle, T. Suggs out of uh, University of uh, ASU, and uh, they didn't. And they, they wound up picking someone else, and uh, uh, now it's history that uh, they, they made a made some horrible picks uh, uh, with picking, uh, I believe they picked two receivers that year and wound up uh, uh, releasing both of them. Uh, and and uh and it didn't turn out too good for the cardinals so it's going to be interesting on the developments of of some of these teams picking picking up for their uh their offseason acquisitions they're going to have to make some moves if they want to improve their rosters and of course the Oakland Raiders has a have a ton of first round draft picks so they're not short of talent. They just need to play to, uh, collectively as a team. And you look across the Bay Area with San Francisco being in a weak division with Seattle leading the, leading the troops with the Cardinals not far behind and, and the Niners not far behind the Cardinals. You know, that's a, that's a fairly weak division with a seven and nine team making the, making the playoffs. You, you, you gotta understand that. You win, you win, uh, you go nine and seven, you're gonna win that division and it's, it won't be, it won't be easy, but, uh, you know, the 49ers, they're close. I believe they're close, but they need to rectify that quarterback and have some leadership in that locker room to, uh, to, to get things, uh, to right their wrongs on that, with that, uh, dysfunctional family that they have and, but they've gotten rid of they got rid of old crazy Mike out of there you know Mike Mike looked a little crazy eyed out there when, when he was uh, as a head coach uh, hopefully he stabilizes himself as a uh, as a defensive uh, linebacker coach uh, I think he has been picked up uh, Picked up down in, uh, I believe it's Tennessee, and he's gonna he's gonna do well as an assistant coach. Uh, I'm very confident of that. Now, <clears throat> going pushing ahead, I know I've uh, talked a lot about the the helmet issues, but we needed we needed to cover that because that's a big issue with concussions nowadays. And we have, of course, uh, Dave Durson has passed away uh, uh, the, with an apparent suicide. Uh, a few weeks ago, and uh, that was a, a horrific uh, uh, ordeal that occurred with him because of the uh, side effects of uh, the long-term side effects of uh, concussion, and that is an issue that the NFL needs to look at and to get uh, these players some better equipment and make sure that they're wearing the equipment appropriately. And that goes out to our young uh, young listeners to make sure your parents and your coaches and make sure you know how to put your helmet on properly and the helmet is not too big and swiveling around on your head, but is is is, is on your head securely and you have your chin straps uh, strapped up. And don't do like some of the pros do with the chin strap not strapped up and uh, – 
or, or all the way strapped and then you go out there and get hurt, make sure you strap your chin strap up nice and tight and don't worry about getting that little black mark underneath your chin. It go away during the off season, uh, within the, when the, uh, it goes away within the first two to three weeks of the off season. That black mark on your chin will go away. Believe me, I've, I've spent a lifetime of having that mark on my, on my chin and it goes away right three, about two to three weeks after the off season occurs and it goes away. So no worries. No worries about that. All right. Um, with that said, I, I know we had uh, uh, some of our listeners were were listening to Stephen discuss some of the guys that w- we talked about with the defensive line that are going may go in the first round. Um, I mentioned that Dante Mock, that is a four four runner out of uh, in the forty yard dash out of University of Nevada, my alma mater. He has uh, helped himself in the stock, his stock in the draft, but he is uh, projected to go in the early first. Uh, second rounds, and then the uh, the top guys that are going in the first round would be uh, Nick Farley, Fairley out of uh, Auburn, and we also have coming out of him out of Ohio State is Cam Hayward, and not coming too far behind uh, Cam Hayward would be a Cameron Jordan out of Cal. University of Cal Berkeley, and uh, I tell you what, what a a group of men, and this this is one of the best drafts coming out with D linemen and offensive line, and it's going to be a good one. And then we had the next one coming out behind Cameron Jordan would be a J.J. Watt out of Wisconsin, and he is going to go in the first round as well. He is first-round material, and he, he really helped himself in the draft. And after him, I will pick a Ryan Harrigan out of Purdue, and what a specimen with him. And then uh, they also mentioned that Marcel Darius out of Alabama. They uh, some projected him as being, uh, if you listen to some of uh, some of the guys that are talking about the draft, as Marcel Darius as being the number one D lineman coming out in the, in the NFL draft. And that's going to be interesting when it gets down to the close to the wire. So hey, stay tuned. We have we will be back next week to give you more from under the helmet and uh, be. Sure Sure to dial in to that uh, 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 blueprinteducation.org, and uh, we'll be back next week with From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. Hey, Voice America, hollering at you, baby. for joining us for From Under the Helmet. Derek Kennard and the Coach Al Gross will be back next Monday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel for another look at college and pro football from under the helmet. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.